You know, I was a theater director for a number of years. Packer fans, we don't need the drama that's being spread right now. Just saying. Welcome to another episode of Lombardi Time Brews. I am your host, John Delray. Today, we just have a few random topics that we're going to dive into. For whatever reason, a few things have popped up over the last 24 hours that caused a furor across the Packer fandom, and so I want to dive in and dissect them. But first, before we get to that, please hit like, share, subscribe on this audio podcast or the YouTube video stream, wherever you happen to be. Hit like, share, subscribe, and help spread around Lombardi Time Brews. Uh, One other totally logistical note is our Facebook page is now up and active, so you can head on over to Facebook, search Lombardi Time Brews. Uh, That is going to be a new page, one that is just starting to get up, get going. It's going to start sharing some content, some stats of the day, All coming soon, but get over there and like it now. Follow it now so that you don't miss any of the updates at all. Um, Also, starting, uh, not starting, but next week, we're going to be doing another mailbag. Uh, So please start submitting your questions. You can do that either through a Twitter DM or you can do that through the email that I put on the screen if you're watching on YouTube. You can email me whatever questions you have. Uh, You also can reach out through the new Facebook page. Just shoot that a message. Or, of course, just comment here. That will work, too. All four of the mediums, I will see your questions come in. Uh, We're going to be doing that sometime next week. Uh, If you want to wait up and wait for the Bears game, that's fine. Send questions after that. Uh, Or if you just have a hypothetical that you want answered, um, like one of my favorite questions from the last time we did a mailbag was which modern era Packers would fit in well with Lombardi. Loved that question. Uh, love answering things like that. To be totally frank, uh, I'm much happier answering questions and 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 having discussion uh, than I am just full on doing a speech. So send in those questions. Let's have a discussion. I'll be happy to answer whatever you send. So the topics of the day. First, let's dive into today's practice report. Uh, I know a lot of you are going to be watching this at about 5 o'clock Lambeau time, maybe 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, whatever. Practice for the day is done, and we know who participated and who did not, as well as little nuggets of news that Lafleur said in his press conference. First, perhaps the biggest one, and this is a topic we're going to get to later on, David Bakhtiari did not practice today. But, and this is a very large but, It was planned. Matt LaFleur said in his press conference today that even when Bakhtiari gets the fully clean bill of health, is playing in games, he's not going to be practicing three days in a row. This is part of their management plan for David Bakhtiari and his knee. So it's of no concern. It has no relevance as to whether he plays Sunday or not. Because even when he is back and playing, you're not going to see him practice three days in a row. I won't be shocked if Thursday is a pretty frequent day off for him. 
I mean, look at it this way. Practice Tuesday, Wednesday, sit out Thursday, walk through on Friday, game on Sunday. All part of how they think they can best manage that knee. So he was a DNP today, did not practice, but again, that does not hold bearing on the fact that he had a, a setback or that you know things are totally good now on the flip side or that he's going to play Sunday or not. This is part of the management plan. A part of a much larger plan for David Bakhtiari than any of us know about. Elton Jenkins, he did practice today in a limited fashion. Alan Lazard also practiced today in a limited fashion. Mercedes Lewis, he's an old man. He got a day off. It was a D-not practice. Um, but again, this was planned a veteran's day of rest. Um, and then next we've got Keyshawn Nixon, Quay Walker. They both practiced in full, which obviously is a great sign for both of them to be back Sunday. Uh, that will impact the defensive play calling tremendously to have both of them back. And then lastly, our last DNP, uh, John Runyon Jr., still out, did not practice today, still a part of concussion protocol. So again, we may see uh, some real line shuffling. Uh, I went over yesterday, let's say, Elton plays, but Bakhtiari does not. Or uh, John Runyon Jr. is still out. Then I think automatically we know where Zach Tom is going to go. I think we can end the conversation about the right guard job competition if John Runyon Jr. can't go, because Zach Tom is going to slide right in there. If Elton is able to go at right tackle, then realistically we see Royce Newman at right guard. Realistically, it's where he's better suited anyway. Then Jake Hansen can return to center too, answering the prayers of many a cheesehead. So uh, we'll see how this shakes out. Obviously, there's still a lot of time between right now and Sunday. Uh, we'll get another report tomorrow regarding who's practicing, who's not. Tomorrow may be the most foretelling as to who's going to play on Sunday. Uh, so we will find out. All right, moving on to the topics of the day, I really have two topics that I want to talk over and then they kind of correspond with a third one. Uh, number one, we need to talk about this. Like, you, me, we got to have a chat. If you're one of those people that's going through Twitter right now or going through Facebook, going through old news articles and running victory laps because David Bakhtiari is hurt, you need to look yourself in the mirror. One, why are you thrilled that he's still hurt? Two, as a fan, you should really be rooting for the team to succeed, not for you to be right. I'm going to say that again so it thinks in. When you're a fan, it is more important that your team is successful than you are right. If... You care a lot more about you being right? That's about ego. That's self. If you care more about the team being successful, you're lending yourself to being a part of something bigger and wanting the team to do well. That's kind of the point. But here's what I saw today, and this is all coming from some very specific instances that I saw, something that I hope no one who checks out these videos is doing. But the truth is, yeah, it's okay to have concern about David Bakhtiari. It's okay to speculate. 
However, I would ask that you do that speculation from a place of paying attention to news. It's okay to have your opinions on what's going on with that dude's knee, but again, try to be informed if you're going to do that. And obviously none of us are perfectly informed. But like one pit, little tidbit piece of info that I've seen floating around a ton, and I even answered some of these questions on Twitter today, was someone was saying, well, didn't he just tear his ACL? Adrian Peterson came back in like six months. No! <laughs> it wasn't just an ACL tear. One of the worst Packers media faux pas of the last couple of years is the Packers announcing that it was a torn ACL for David Bakhtiari. It was more than that. There were structural problems in that knee. He had reconstructive surgery at first, and then as their time passed, that knee kept on filling with fluid. There were other problems. There were structural issues. It wasn't just a simple, clean tear. And it's really important that we get out with that information so people can adequately make their judges and have informed opinions. But here's what I saw today. Several people, several, were retweeting, sharing, commenting, all depending on the platform, on posts from 2020. They were going back two years in time to find these articles and then prance about the fact that <laughs> Green Bay broke with tradition. We never should have signed that guy to a third contract. <sighs> Here's a timeline for you. Leading up to David Bakhtiari signing his latest contract, he played 102 of a possible 112 games. He had made five All-Pro teams and three Pro Bowls. On November 15, 2020, he did sign the most lucrative offensive line contract in the NFL history. And then six short weeks later, on December 31, 2020, is when he tore up his knee. That's when the injury occurred. From there, he obviously had reconstructive surgery, putting the ACL back together. However, after some time passed in rehab, that knee kept on filling with fluid. There were structural issues. It wasn't sound. There were lots of problems any time that he tried to move as an offensive lineman should. Again, partly because of the severity of the injury that the knee sustained in the first place. So he had a second surgery to clean it up, help out with the swelling, help out with the fluid. Two surgeries on that same knee. So he spent all last year rehabbing. The Packers coaches themselves are happy with how he rehabbed, how hard he worked, how much he busted his ass to get out there. And then he was able to return for the last regular season game last year against Detroit, where he played a little over 20 snaps, before exiting with the rest of the starters in a nothing game. Then he was held out of the postseason. That knee still couldn't be trusted. So fast forward to this offseason, and he had another surgery. David Bakhtiari himself, in a few interviews, has talked about how this was not just an ACL tear. They've had to full-on reconstruct that knee. He is six foot four and 310 pounds. It's a lot of weight on that knee. And part of the whole furor that started yesterday was because of a few tweets uh, one, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm completely failing on the original tweeter, but then Jason Wildey retweeted it, both saying, hey, we're not doctors, but we're practice, and it kind of looks like he's got a limp. Doesn't quite look right yet. 
And what the video was, was it was approximately 14 seconds of David Bakhtiari doing a pass drill and then walking away. And as he was walking away, he was favoring his right knee a little bit, as well as kind of his back. He looked like a big man who had just done some physical stuff. So, his left knee is the one that was originally injured. Maybe he's a little, uh, maybe his gait's a little off for that right knee because he's overcompensating a little, as a lot of people do when they have injuries. But, one, to go back in time and say that the Packers made David Bakhtiari the worst contract offer in team history is a joke. When David Bakhtiari signed that contract, he had made five All-Pro teams. He was 28 years old, 29 maybe. You lock that up every day of the week. He was on, quite literally, a Hall of Fame trajectory. And now people want to second-guess it by going back in time? No. No. You don't get to. What you need to be doing right now is rooting for David Bakhtiari's health. Or even then, my God, the number of people online who are just kicking back right now saying, Cut him. He cares more about chugging beer at the Bucks game. Dumb. Dumb. First of all, cutting him is not conducive to the cap in any way, shape, or form. This year... And more than likely next. He has big cap numbers with guaranteed numbers and a whole lot of restructures that have occurred. He got a lot of guaranteed money wrapped up in that cap number. Which means this year, most next, like you're not going to be able to just get rid of him for free. Unless he retires. And with the way that David Bakhtiari has spoke about how hard he has worked to get back, I don't think retiring is the top thing on his mind. Stop saying cut him. Stop doing victory laps because you don't think they should have given a five-time All-Pro a contract. And root for him. It ain't hard. Sit back. Recognize that a player that you used to care for and root for has suffered a severe injury. And is working to come back to help the team that loves him and he loves. Root for him. Root for the Packers and their success. And he is a part of their success. And if you can't do that, if you'd rather be right, if you'd rather they cut him, if you'd rather just say, screw it, he's done. I can't help you anymore. I'm not sure anyone can. You gotta think about why you're rooting for this team, why you want to see it successful. And if you don't, okay, cool. Root for somebody else. All power to you. I know a number of Bears and Vikings fans have listened to this podcast over the last few days. That's great. Welcome. But I know a lot of the comments, and someone I went back and forth with quite a bit this morning, is a dedicated Packers fan, has been for a long time. And would rather insist that they hope that David Bakhtiari never plays again so that they can be right. It ain't right. 
That's not how fans are supposed to be. Moving on to the second topic that has caused a stir in the Packer community over the last 24 hours. Mr. Aaron Rodgers, QB1, number 12, was asked a couple questions at his press conference yesterday about his young wide receivers. And one in particular certainly caught the attention of a lot of people. And this has been massively debated in all of the social media platforms that I follow. And it's all about Amari Rogers. So here is the exact question and answer that Amari Rogers had. Now, I can't put it in the video for you, but what I can do is read it verbatim what happened. Question to Aaron Rodgers was, Aaron, what's your outlook on Amari Rogers, where he fits in this offense? Because last year he was pretty non-existent, and then last week he didn't get out for an offensive snap. It's a fair question. And Rodgers, you know, as the question is finishing up, he's got his water bottle. He takes a swig of his water bottle as the question's finishing. Yeah. He's returning for us right now. Beat. 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 That's all I got on that. Dude, that's cold. That was downright frosty when he answered that question. And the thing is, too, Rogers is an extremely calculating human being. And he is extremely articulate. He understands, and he has spoken in interviews about this exact thing before. He knows what he says, how he says it. There is no doubt in my mind. Like he knows what message he is sending to someone. And here's the couple theories that I saw floating around. One, he's upset with Amari. Amari can't do this. Amari can't do that. Whatever. Maybe. Two, he's upset with the coaching staff or front office for Amari not getting offensive snaps. And this is the message to say, get him out there. Maybe. But I saw a whole lot of people saying, this is nothing. Nope. 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 You're overreacting. You're trying to make Aaron Rodgers a villain. This is why the national people hate him. Mm -mm. Not this time. Aaron Rodgers has offered plenty of ammunition in the past for people to blow up. And he is, at least in my opinion, the most misconstrued athlete in today's sports media landscape. But this is one place that I guarantee you Aaron Rodgers knew what he was saying. It is way too purposeful. He even took time to answer the question. This wasn't a, hey, can you talk about Amari? Yeah, yeah, uh, he, he's returning for us right now. Um, that's about it. No, this was question, pause, pause. Thinking, thinking, thinking. That's all I got on that. Oh, damn. Now, compare that directly to Aaron Rodgers' answer about Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs. And this is in the same press conference. Rodgers says, these are good kids. They really are. They want to please. They want to do the right thing. They care about it. I'm going to figure out a way to continue to get on the same frequency with them. Now that's a mighty positive answer. 
and polar opposite from the one that he gave about Amari Rogers. I mean, polar opposite. And the only reason I'm spending this much time about this is because I've seen the absolute bipolar reaction from the fandom about what's going on here. There seems to be half of people saying that, ah, it's just two quotes, they don't mean anything. And there seems to be half of people saying, Amari's done. He's done. Maybe not half of people are saying that, but I will say, there's a, certainly a large contingent that are now sitting back going, damn, that was cold. And it kind of was. You know, Aaron Rodgers knows what he's saying. And if he wanted to, because I saw a lot of questions about, well, how do you want Aaron to answer that? Amari hasn't played. How do you want him to answer it? And here's a really simple answer. Aaron, what's your look, look, outlook on Amari Rodgers and where he fits on this offense? Because last year he was pretty non-existent, and then last week he didn't get out there for an offensive snap. Yeah, you know, I think uh, I think he's returning right now, and I think that maybe is where he and the folk and the the team's predominant focus is for him. Uh, and like any young receiver, he's certainly done some nice things in practice and things that he's struggled with too but uh, I know right now his primary concern is probably returning and uh, you know he's he's a part of this team and, and we're going to work together to get him on the same page of the offense that would have answered the question right in a way that's not quite so frosty just something to think about and Aaron Rodgers, I guarantee you, had that in his head, he could have said that as an option. It's just not the one he took. And that's not an indictment of Rodgers. He knows what he's doing. But the question is, who is he sending that message to, and what is the message? Something to think about. Now, I'm going to compare that to someone who I would not mind at all seeing the Packers make a play for. Someone who is rumored to be available in the offseason who may be available now again in a very, very similar set of circumstances. And it's someone who the Packers have rumored to show interest in before. Kadarius Tony. I think he would be a great fit for the Matt LaFleur offense. He is quick. He is electric. And I would so love to see. I, in 2021, Kadarius Tony did have a litany of health problems. But on total for the year as a rookie, he had 39 catches, 420 yards. Of which, 10 of those catches and 189 yards came in one game against Dallas. One game where the Giants receiving core was completely depleted and he was basically all that was left and still went out and balled out. 10 for 189 against Dallas. Now, fast forward to 2022, in week one, he played three snaps. This is a former first-round pick. And if you know the Giants receiver room, it's not exactly dynamic. So, in last week's game, he played three snaps. He had two carries for a total of 23 yards. That's right, two carries. See, when Kadarius Toney was coming out of college... He was 5'11", 189 yards, and at Florida, 
he rang up 1,100 all-purpose yards, 161 of which came as a running back. He also happened to be the kick and punt returner for Florida, too, including a punt return touchdown. He had a RAS score coming out of school of 8.87. And where he got dinged the most by a mile is on his size. 5'11", 189. It's a little dude. It kind of feels like, because now they're putting Amari Rodgers, or at least we thought they were going to, but in the preseason we saw it, we saw Amari Rodgers take some snaps in the backfield. Even Gutekunst, in his presser, when they determined the 53, made comment of the fact of, well, you know, Amari's development and things we can do with him as a gadget in the backfield made it easier to only keep two running backs. And even earlier this week, Matt LaFleur said, well, we can't do as much pony package, which is where they put Dylan and Jones on the field together. We can't do as much of that as we want because we have to be mindful of their workload, their health, and how much they're doing that since we only have two running backs. So, Amari seems to, for whatever reason, and we, again, don't know what that is, and maybe he hasn't. We could be reading way too far into this. But if Amari Rodgers has slightly fallen out of favor in Green Bay, and Kadarius Toney has slightly fallen out of favor with the Giants, and we know that the Packers had interest in Toney two years ago, just like they did Amari Rodgers. I don't know. I'm just connecting a lot of puzzle pieces for a big puzzle that I wouldn't mind seeing. I am not campaigning for Amari Rogers to even leave. I'm just saying it seems an awful lot like Kadarius Tony already is what they want Amari Rogers to be. And if Kadarius Tony is available, especially on the cheap, as a former first round pick, the electricity he could add as a weapon could be very worthwhile for the Green Bay Packers to explore. Something to think about. I don't know how the compensation would go. I don't know. I don't know if the Giants would want Amari Rodgers, and I'm certainly not campaigning for him to leave. He's still a worthwhile project in my eyes based upon what he did in the preseason. But for an offense that could use a dose of electricity, Kadarius Toney, as a returner, as a running back, as a receiver, is already doing all the stuff that you wanted Amari Rodgers to grow into. It's worth a couple thinks. So, there you have it for today's episode of Lombardi Time Brews. Thanks for going through a few topics of the last 24 hours with me. Uh, check back tomorrow. I'm going to be posting tomorrow afternoon our Bears-Packers preview show. Uh, I'm going to be going through what the Bears offseason looked like. What are the key matchups as we head into Sunday Night Football, Packers and Bears. Uh, I'm also looking ahead to this weekend. I do believe for the first time I'm going to have a couple little pieces of weekend content if if I can figure out the tech behind it. I really would love to get into start doing some Madden simulations and previews, but that is not going to lie. That's tech that I haven't really explored yet. I would have to see how I can make that work if I have the current setup to do it right away this weekend. Uh, if not, then that may be something you see in future weeks. But that wraps it up for today. Tomorrow, Bears Packers preview. Certainly looking forward to that as we get ready for Sunday night football. 
Thanks so much for joining me on Lombardi Time Brews. Follow me on Twitter. Hit like, share, subscribe to this channel. And you go have yourself a great day.